Okay, so as we continue on this uh, topic of the agreement, purchase agreement, so he warns something which is important to be mindful of, and that is gam that even when you purchase merchandise, so you have to be mindful that you're not going to go ahead and violate one of the ribis prohibitions. And the reason why he's emphasizing this over here is obviously because usually we think of ribis in the context of a loan. I borrow money from you, I pay you back more than I borrowed, so that's going to be ribis. That's what the Torah is talking about. But even in the context of buying and selling merchandise, Chazal came along and said, if I buy something on credit, if I pay today, it'll cost me $1,000. If I pay it out over a year, it'll cost me $1,100. So that additional $100 which I'm paying, to, uh, which I'm paying you so that I have time in order to pay it, that's an Isidur abundant of ribis. And that's a very common thing when you're purchasing uh, high-ticket items, uh, large-ticket items, that rather than pay right away, you'll give me some sort of payment plan, and the payment plan is going to cost more money, so one has to be mindful of that. Lamashal or, for example, kenasos al Another example of that is that I owe you the money 30 days from now, and if I don't pay the balance in full by day 45, so then I'm going to owe you, you know, 2.5% will be added onto the, uh, onto the remaining balance. So if every month that I'm late, there's 2.5%, which is added to the balance, so that's also an isidrabanan of ribis. So one has to be mindful of, the, of that. It's very common. Most people who, uh, who uh, are, are service providers, and uh, when they send their first invoice, it'll say, this is how much you owe, and at the bottom it'll say very clearly every month that uh, the balance is not uh, paid in full, so it's 2.5 is being added to that. Nobody even thinks about it at all, but to go ahead and pay that amount would be an isidrabanan of ribis. So one has to be mindful of those types of uh, things in these contexts. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. Well, so. Right. So here in the states, it's not a problem because the problem with ribis is only going to be when the two parties are Jewish. Uh, a lot of questions arise in Israel. If you're late on your water bill, you're late on your electric bill, and they have that as a standard clause, so how exactly they get around that? So they try and you know, have language which is going to be sensitive to that so that uh, all the people who are involved will, uh, will be able to pay and not uh, you know, claim, I'm so sorry, I would love to pay you that amount, but I can't because it's an Isidurban of ribis. So I don't know what exactly they have worked out, but they have that worked out because... So whether or not it, it, a corporate entity is subject to the, Isser, uh, the, the prohibition of ribis, that's another machlokas. Rav Moshe said no, others say yes. But over here, it's, not gonna, it, 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 it's really a minority-minority opinion would say because you, the customer, are the borrower. The Rav Moshe's heter is when you, the customer, are the corporate entity. So since there's nobody who bears the responsibility to pay that bill, it's a corporation, so Rav Moshe says there's no ribis over there. When it's a company lending money to an individual... Then even Ramosha says it's going to be a problem of ribis. Yeah? When you put that on the bottom of the invoice, isn't that ribis automatically even if you pay it on time? So if it was a loan, so uh, if it was an actual loan and we stipulated that that would be ribis, just structuring a ribis agreement, even if you never pay ribis, would be Yasser. But over here, where it's what's called derech mekach umemkar, it's being done in the context of a sale rather than a loan. So just having that clause there hasn't violated anything yet. You only violate it in the event that you actually start making those payments. 
So sometimes when there's a non-religious service provider who has it there, you can't get, you can't get it off. And you may not have noticed. So a person will call up and say, what am I supposed to do? I signed a service contract agreement, which says if I'm late, I have to pay 2.5%. What am I supposed to do? And the answer is pay on time. <laughs> the, the empty, just you have to pay off the balance right away. Otherwise, you're going to run into an ISR. So, when, you know, borrow from somebody else if you need to, but you can't not pay that bill if the, you know that that's going to incur that two five percent. Yes. Uh, in some way, uh, the the interest. That base is going to charge interest. Um, Pasha's not. Like a Hefker based at Hefker type of thing that they, yeah, uh, it could be that they they could, you know, do what they want financially, but I don't think that they uh, they could get they could get away with that. What? Yes, they have a heterisco in their Israel. They would have a heterisco sorts. Okay, then um, now he says Gezel. So he says Tvia albito mekach. That if somebody were to go ahead and to try and return merchandise for a refund, bizman she'en los in a circumstance where technically you have no right to go ahead and return the merchandise for a refund. Kagon, for example, shukvar avar hazman. Let's say the, the 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 merchant says you have thirty days to make a refund uh, to uh, to return an item, and it's now day thirty-five. So you go ahead and you pull up the invoice, you go ahead and you play around on your computer a little bit, and you change the date of the purchase so that you're still within those 30 days rather than afterwards. So you're trying to get your money back when you really have no rights to do so. So first of all, doing so is gnevas das. You're you're stealing the mind or you're, you're misleading the other party. And that's also, even if the other party is not Jewish, you're not allowed to do Gnevas Das. Besides various other Isurim which one may violate in the process of doing so. And there may even be certain circumstances where if you go ahead and you make up an invoice in order to return something that you don't have the right to do, it may actually constitute actual gezel, actual theft of money, depending on the circumstance and whatnot. So that's why one would have to be mindful of that, not to go ahead and return something or mislead a merchant into thinking that they're supposed to accept the return and give you a refund when really you have no, uh, no legal right towards that. So say you have 30 days to return it. So you order it online, it ships the next day, takes three days to get to you. <coughs> Your phone. Right, so, yeah. so, so now... It's what, what, whatever the terms and conditions are, whenever they start, so, so the clock now, starts ticking. So you, you, can you go in and try and argue and say, well, I, I haven't, I've only had it. Yeah, do, to, to negotiate... Even though that it's 33 days since the purchase, but it's... Nego- negotiating, with them, is, negotiating with them, you could always do. The question is whether you can mislead them into thinking where they're going to look at the paperwork and say, oh, we owe you this refund, when you really don't. That's, where, that's what he's talking about over here.